Welcome to the First Contact Headache and Primary Care Podcast. Every episode, we break down topics in headache medicine for primary care providers and other healthcare professionals seeing patients with headache disorders. The goal of the First Contact Headache and Primary Care Program is to provide educational resources to empower healthcare professionals and to improve headache and migraine care for patients. Hi, I'm Dr. Mia Minnan, a board-certified headache specialist and associate professor at NYU Langone Health. Today, we're talking about red flags and headache. My guest today is Dr. Rebecca Michael. Hi, Dr. Michael. Why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners? Hi, yes, and thank you for having me. Um, I, my name is Dr. Rebecca Michael. I am a assistant clinical professor at the University of California, San Francisco. I'm also a board-certified neurologist and board-certified headache specialist. When primary care providers see a patient for a suspected primary headache, such as migraine, it's important to rule out secondary causes of head pain. Dr. Michael, will you share the difference between primary and secondary headache? A primary headache is typically not, it's not secondary to an underlying disease. It is an overactivity of problems of the pain sensitive structure um, in, in the head and in the brain. And typically when we think of primary headaches, we think of the most common being migraine um, that's presented to, to physicians' offices. Another primary headache disorder would be tension type headache. In terms of secondary headaches, Secondary headaches are due to an underlying illness, a medication, or some other factor that is uh, causing that headache. So what would some examples be of a secondary headache? Um, I mean, like a brain tumor. I think patients are always worried about that. But then would it also be like a blood clot or venous sinus thrombosis, a stroke? Those are all great examples. Other things are either increased pressure in the brain, decreased pressure in the brain, even sometimes things like medications or toxic exposures can also cause secondary headaches. Seems like patients are always worried about it. The reassuring thing is that I know 80 to 90% of headaches out there are actually primary headaches, right? Not secondary. So can you talk about the importance of knowing what really is causing the head pain? So it's important for providers to be able to recognize whether there is potentially something else causing the headache um, that isn't just migraine or tension headache. If it is something such as a tumor or a blood clot, we wouldn't want that to get worse um, and become problematic and dangerous for the patient. And then ultimately, it's helpful to really have a clear way to think about differentiating the secondary headaches from the primary headaches so we can reassure patients if they come in without any symptoms of a secondary headache uh, to really reassure them and and ultimately treat for, for the primary headache. What are some of the common red flags that providers will encounter? Headache specialists and neurologists typically use a mnemonic called SNOOP4 that helps us remember the the symptoms and factors 
that would be more concerning for a secondary headache. And in that mnemonic SNOOP4, the S stands for systemic signs. Um, and that would typically be anything like a fever, any type of um, night sweats, uh, other types of symptoms concerning for a systemic process. Uh, the S systemic also stands for systemic illnesses. So if somebody is immunocompromised or if they have another secondary medical condition that could predispose them to um, secondary headaches, then that is also uh, something to be concerned about. And then the N stands for any neurological symptoms or signs. So it is important to do a good neurological exam on patients who come in with headache or a new onset headache. Of course, if there's any signs of weakness in one arm or leg, any kind of numbness that is um, something that's new or not typical, if they have any visual changes are also something to be concerned about. Typically primary headaches don't have any type of neurological uh, symptoms associated with them. The O, the first O would be onset. So anytime somebody endorses a very sudden onset headache is probably one of the most concerning features of a secondary headache because some of you probably recall a thunderclap headache, which is a 10 out of 10 headache at onset, can be very concerning for a vascular issue like an aneurysm. And that's that headache that occurs with the snap of the fingers, right? Like within seconds, it's maximum in intensity? Exactly, zero to 10 out of 10 pain in a second that is a very concerning urgent headache that needs to be evaluated. The second O is for older age. So anybody who has a new onset headache after 50 years old should be uh, something that would raise your red flags for a secondary headache. Most primary headaches like migraine or tension type headache do start when people are younger. Then we have the P's and there's four P's. And the first P to think about is whether there is any type of progression of the headache in terms of becoming much more severe, becoming much more frequent, because that is something that isn't as typically seen with migraine or tension headache. Another P is papilledema. Um, if there's any signs of papilledema on your fundoscopic exam, that's obviously abnormal and a sign of increased pressure. Another P is positional or precipitated by Valsalva. Um, that's also something that would be concerning for, again, a pressure issue or an issue related to, to potentially some kind of mass. And then the last P is pregnancy. Any woman who develops new onset headache during pregnancy or after uh, secondary conditions such as a pituitary abnormality, uh, vascular abnormality should be considered.
Okay, so you mentioned all of these different kinds of secondary headaches and, and red flags. Are there certain tests or referrals that need to be considered when you're considering these different red flags in their evaluation? Yeah, so definitely thinking about the SNOOP4 and even just the first S, uh, systemic illnesses or symptoms, there's absolutely lab work that could be done and should be done if, if clinically indicated. For example, hypothyroidism can contribute to headaches. Anemia can contribute to headaches. Any type of autoimmune conditions or even uh, infectious processes. So primary care doctors, we know you're great at this. So really doing a good job to make sure that patients don't have any other systemic conditions contributing. Along with the labs, thinking about certain types of secondary headaches, one to think about is uh, temporal arteritis or giant cell arteritis. And I think we've all learned that this typically presents with a one-sided temporal headache, uh, getting an ESR and a CRP lab work is, is helpful and, and the labs um, to get of choice. Something else to think about though for, for that condition is that it can present a bit more atypically and we can see patients who have more of a occipital headache or more of a frontal headache. Um, but it is something to really consider in patients who are older than, than 50 or 55 that you don't wanna miss. So always think about an ESR CRP. In terms of diagnostic, other diagnostic testing imaging, uh, when would you as a primary care doctor get imaging? And we think of either a CAT scan or an MRI of the brain. Um, CAT scans are quick, easy to get, but really only show us things such as blood or a big tumor or big issues. So if you are seeing somebody who has a new, uh, very severe, acute onset headache, that would be the time to consider either a CAT scan um, or even emergency room evaluation. As mentioned before, those very severe sudden onset headaches typically are concerning for a vascular issue. And although a CAT scan can be helpful if it's negative, that patient should still likely have additional workup, including a lumbar puncture, or even looking at the blood vessels in a CAT scan to rule out any type of dissection or a, a cerebral venous thrombosis. And then ultimately an MRI is, is the most, specific uh, imaging modality to look for other secondary headaches. It can look for things such as infectious processes, smaller tumors, issues with the pituitary or issues related to uh, pressure. If there is any really 
challenging parts of working up for secondary headache that aren't initially revealed with some of the testing, then a referral to neurology would be a good next step also. Well, thank you. This has been really informative and very comprehensive. So thank you, Dr. Rebecca Michael, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I know this can be a a stressful thing to worry about for primary care doctors. So a stressful thing for patients as well. So I think keeping a, a few of these just standard things in mind can be helpful. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Listeners can find additional information and doctor verified resources about migraine diagnosis and more on the First Contact Headache and Primary Care website. Visit the site at americanheadachesociety.org slash primary care. This podcast is brought to you by the American Headache Society and made possible by Eli Lilly.